0: Servus Freunde, my name is Jimmy Cage, I've reviewed almost 400 Indian movies on the channel and today I want to talk about the Malayalam language political crime thriller, Jana Gana Mana. It was a commercial success when it came out theatrically in April and it's now available on Netflix, where I finally watched it. I actually watched it live on camera on Nona Prince's YouTube channel. So if you're interested in my reaction and initial thoughts, go check out that video. I assume a lot of you have already seen the film, and it's also quite difficult to do it justice without going into some spoilers. So, with this one, I will go non spoilers first, and then, after a warning, go into more details about it. Janaganamana, which is also the name of the national anthem of India, was written by Shadis Mohammed and directed by Dijo Jose Anthony. The short synopsis on IMDb goes like this. As a college professor's brutal murder sparks student protest, a cop launches an investigation while a lawyer seeks justice in the courtroom. The cop is played by Suraj Vejaramudu and the lawyer by Prithviraj Sukumaran. Both are giving really good performances, with Prithviraj certainly being allowed to really amp it up. Janaganamana is a peculiar movie, one that can only come out of India. From the way it was marketed, with a trailer that showing things from the sequel, which was only announced a few weeks before this one came out, the way it unfolds its story with many twists and turns, to the crazy sensationalized depiction of social issues and of course mass moments, like the super late introduction to our actual protagonist and lead actor, which doesn't really happen up until the second half of it. I have certainly some issues with the film and I don't think all of it works that well, but I also can't deny that it's very entertaining and also just very fascinating and great material to spark a discussion. It's incorporating a lot of different topics, from rape culture, caste issues, police brutality, media outrage, student protests to corruption and politics. All while developing into this larger-than-life revenge tale of one very charismatic character. The first half begins with the murder of the beloved Professor Sabah and focuses on the investigation by ACP Sarjan Kumar, played by Suraj. It shows the response by the media and police, the grief of the victim's mother and sister and how the students are protesting. It's also mixed in with some brief actual footage, because as far as I know, the story takes inspiration from true events, in that it's incorporating and mixing together a lot of real incidents to make this big, kind of epic tale about a lot of social issues. When it comes to its approach though, it's fairly exaggerated or dramatized. It only takes a little bit more than 10 minutes before we get our first real bad guy. And it's really easy to spot that dude's evil vibes immediately. In the second half, Mana goes out even more with some truly comical villains and evil plans and agendas that aren't hidden or subtle at all but directly talked about, including some diabolical laughter. I think scenes like that are a little bit too much and actually diminish the movie's effect. The depicted corruption becomes too much like a caricature. But then again, I guess it's part of this big commercial mass aesthetic. We also get some very emotional song montages in the first half. Basically, two that deal with the loss and the ignited rage. The music was composed by Jax B Joy, and I really like that powerful titular Jana Gana Mana anthem. But it's also very clear how much that first half tries to stir up our emotions, which didn't work completely for me because it's just a bit too much for my sentiments and also because the supporting characters felt more like glorified extras to me than actual supporting characters. The students remain really one note, but then again that's also part of the concept as the movie is dealing more with ideas and emotions and not so much with actual realistically written characters. Which is maybe why I was all the more impressed by Surdash's performance and how his character seems to be this rather calm voice of reason. Which is also why I was rather baffled and actually even appalled by his actions towards the end of the first half. And I think now it's time to go into that spoiler segment. If you haven't seen the film yet, I can certainly recommend it. It has shortcomings, but it's also a pretty wild ride and thought-provoking at the same time. So check it out. The thing I was hinting at is of course Sarjan taking matters into his own hand and just murdering the four young men who are accused of raping and killing the young professor. Now I certainly like a good and brutal action revenge movie from time to time, but when a movie tries to be socially conscious and is portraying events that are rather close to reality, I have a problem if characters or such vigilante actions are painted in a very sympathetic or glorified light. I was afraid the movie would want to make a case for this self-righteous behavior. It even tries to manipulate us into feeling with Sajjan even more, because right after killing those four young men, his own son has an accident and gets into a hospital. And I thought, oh come on. But Jana Gana Mana is not that kind of film and it shows its true colors in the really fun and powerful second half. Now it's time for Preetri Raj's character to show up and I was sure that his lawyer Alavin would either defend Sajjan in court or, and I was hoping for this, he would rightfully denounce his actions. And that's what he's doing. For the majority of the second half, Janagana Mana turns into a courtroom drama. Though with this special Indian mass approach it's more like a courtroom spectacle, with a lot of twists and very direct, very powerful speeches. While I enjoyed the first half quite a bit, I was on the edge what to think about it and where the movie stands. And then when the lawyer who is actually defending Sarjan, played by Tilakhan Sanchami, is saying that anyone who thinks what the police did, which is murder, was wrong, should raise their hand. And I was raising my hand. Because you don't simply murder people just because you assume they are bad or did horrible things. And Preet character Aravind is also raising his hand. And I was so back into the movie. Now it got really interesting and I can't deny that I was so back on board with the movie because it voices more or less exactly my thoughts and fears. How mob mentality is dangerous and wrong and how people are stirred up by emotions without having all the evidence. How people are taking justice into their own hands when it's really the justice system's job to gather all the facts and come to a ruling. Aravind is speaking a lot of uncomfortable truth, and Pritriarch is really great at it. Of course, he's also quite over the top, and while this courtroom game in general certainly lives through some theatricals, this is really a lot. With witnesses just being there to make a point, even though they are not really connected to the case at all, and the judge just letting it all happen. With the reveals that are happening later, it's also quite a stretch why Aderwin should lay out his case in a way like this, when he's actually already having all the evidence. When you think about stuff like that, it becomes obvious how much the movie is following a movie logic. How much of it is just there for the dramatic effect. To wow the audience. But also to make the audience question their own perspectives. And because it's also quite entertaining, I can give it a pass. Though it's certainly interesting how much the movie is playing with emotions while at the same time it's making a case for how dangerous this emotionalization can be. It's shining a light on these very important issues, but it's also coming across like a big courtroom soap opera. And I don't mean that in a completely negative light. But as the movie progresses, especially towards the end, it's also becoming much more personal, much more about the character of Aravind and I think it loses a bit of that social scope and the death of the professor becomes a bit too much like this mere plot device or actually more like a red herring that's really not that important for the actual story. We thought it was about her tragic death, but it's really not that much. And again, I find it quite entertaining, but it's also a bit messy and throwing a lot of stuff at you. And then in the last 15 minutes or so, Jana Gala unfortunately doesn't really come to a satisfying conclusion or even cliffhanger, but instead it becomes more like a really long, kind of confusing trailer for the sequel. Which is interesting, but really not how you do a great ending in my book. So in German I'd say, Jana Mana ist wieder mal ein ziemlich faszinierendes und sehr eigenes indisches Sozial-Thriller-Drama. Nach der ersten Hälfte dachte ich, der Film hätte mich verloren, nur um mir dann zu zeigen, dass er was ganz anderes vorhatte. Und größtenteils funktioniert das auch ganz gut. I give Jana Mana 7 out of 10. It's more like 6.8, but I don't do that. Alright that's it like always, comment below and let me know what you think about Jana Gana Mana and also what is your favorite courtroom drama? You can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd and also on Patreon simply at the Jimmy Cage. And if you enjoyed this episode please give me a thumbs up, share, subscribe, whatever you like. And make sure you hit that bell for all I have to tell.